Hello and welcome back to the Fint the Woods podcast. This week we're going to be talking about my favourite musical of all time and the namesake for this podcast and my TikTok channel and everything else, The Wonderful Into the Woods. This musical, written by James Lapine and Stephen Sondheim, has become a worldwide favourite among the musical theatre community and has had so many productions over the years. So I'm going to take you through the Broadway productions, the West End productions, the movie and everything in between. So the main reason that Into the Woods became a thing was because James Lapine and Stephen Sondheim wanted to work together again after the success of Sunday in the Park with George, their beloved musical that starred Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters. So they wanted to work together again and Lapine said he wanted to write a fairy tale style story and Sondheim said he wanted to write a quest story. So they combined these ideas and started to come up with things that could work as a musical. After a while of trying to write something, James Lapine decided that it was so difficult to try and come up with a brand new fairy tale, they should combine characters from other fairy tales and make up a, a story so they all intertwine. And the characters that they made up were the baker and the baker's wife, and they were the glue that kind of held the whole story together. And apparently the whole idea came from a previous scrapped TV project by Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine, where their favourite childhood fairy tale characters were meeting each other in a hospital waiting room. Imagine that as a musical. That would be interesting, to say the least. Sondheim has stated in interviews that it was James Lapine's idea for Cinderella to purposely leave her shoe on the step of the palace, instead of, in the original fairy tale, her running and it falling off and it being left there. She obviously pauses and thinks about what she's going to do, and she purposefully puts that shoe on the stair so the prince will find it, and that kind of changes the whole way you look at the character of Cinderella. The first workshop for the show was in June 1986 at Playwrights Horizon in New York, and Betty Buckley, the legendary actress who played Grizabella in Cats, was the witch in this production, and there is audio recordings of her singing some of the well-known songs like Last Midnight, which are wonderful to hear, and obviously a surprise that these even exist. The show would then go on to have its world premiere at the Old Globe Theatre in San Diego at the end of 1986, over a Christmas run. Chip Zine and Joanna Gleason originated the roles of the baker and the baker's wife in this original production, Joanna Gleason was actually responsible for the line, this is ridiculous, what am I doing here, I'm in the wrong story, which is in the song Any Moment. In a conversation with Sondheim, she said that she was confused about her character's journey and her character's intentions, and she felt that she was in the wrong story, and then the line was born. Sondheim took that little conversation with Joanna Gleason and came up with that line. Alongside Chip and Joanna, you had John Cunningham as the narrator, the wolf and the steward, Kim Crosby as Cinderella, Ben Wright as Jack, Barbara Brin as Jack's mother, Luan Ponce as Little Red, Ellen Foley as The Witch, George Coe as The Mysterious Man, and Kenneth Marshall as Cinderella's Prince, and Chuck Wagner as Rapunzel's Prince. And this whole fantastic cast was directed by the show's writer, James Lapine. And when a show is in previews or out-of-town tryouts, things get rewritten, things get changed. And one of the most noticeable changes was the addition of No One Is Alone halfway through the out-of-town tryouts in San Diego. And Sondheim played this new song to the cast on the Wednesday 
And it was in the show by the Friday. That's how quick these things have to turn around because critics are coming and you've got to make it the best it can be with the thought in your mind that this could be possibly going to Broadway. So the Out of Town tryout was a success. It had a great run and the show would transfer to Broadway the following year. But there was a few notable cast changes. Bernadette Peters took over the role of the witch. Robert Westenberg took on the wolf and Cinderella's prince. Danielle Furland as Little Red. Tom Aldridge as the narrator and now also the mysterious man. It opened on November the 5th, 1987 at the Martin Beck Theatre and would go on to run for 765 performances, closing in the September of 1989. So this year, and very recently, the show celebrated its 35th anniversary. The show would be nominated for 10 Tony Awards, winning three for Best Score, Best Book, and Joanna Gleason won Best Actress in a Musical. But the show missed out on the coveted Best Musical Award, thanks to The Phantom of the Opera, which took home that award that year. It's often a question why Bernadette Peters wasn't nominated for her performance as the witch in the show, because it's a very iconic performance and very well-loved performance, but she was only in the show for five months, which I think surprises many people, but she was contracted to go and do the film Slaves of New York, so she didn't star in the show for that long. So whether it was Tony voters not being able to see her, not having enough time to see her, or the show itself deciding not to put her up for nomination, because sometimes producers and the shows itself decide who's going to be nominated for what category or what category they they could be nominated in and if you put Bernadette Peters up against Joanna Gleason in the best actress in a musical category would it have been a conflict of interest to have two actresses from the same show who knows and would Joanna Gleason have won over Bernadette Peters we'll never know but yeah she wasn't nominated which often surprises people one of my favorite things is that Patti Lapone originally auditioned for the role of the witch. She also wanted to audition for Cinderella. So she, I think she auditioned for both. And then didn't get either. She didn't end up doing it. But it's always been a joke that Bernadette Peters has always stolen the roles that Patti Lapone wanted to play. Because in the 2003 production of Gypsy. Patti Lapone really wanted to do it. And Bernadette Peters ended up doing it. And then when A Little Night Music was on Broadway in about 2010. Bernadette Peters played Desiree. After Patti Lapone expressed interest in playing the role. So I do find that quite entertaining. Some noticeable replacements for The Witch include Betsy Jostin, Felicia Rassard, Nancy Dussault, Ellen Foley and Marin Maisie as well. Marin Maisie was an understudy for both The Witch and Rapunzel and she would later go on to play Rapunzel later on in the run. And Cleo Lane was The Witch on the US tour which began in 1988 and toured all over the country. It wouldn't be until 2002 that Broadway would see another production of Into the Woods when the first Broadway revival opened at the Broadhurst Theatre. It had previously run in Los Angeles earlier on in the year before transferring. Once again, the show was directed by the writer James Lapine and it had a fantastic cast. You had Vanessa Williams as the witch, John McMartin as the mysterious man slash the narrator, Stephen DeRosa as the baker, Kerry O'Malley as the baker's wife, Laura Bonanti as Cinderella and Judy Dench as the giant's voice. It also changed a lot of things, this production, including the addition of the three little pigs, which were originally in the San Diego production back in the day. The duet of Our Little World, which was originally added in in the 1990 London production, and this was the first time it was seen on Broadway. A second wolf in Hello Little Girl, which I think is an odd choice. And the cow was played by a human being, which is hilarious. And also the lullaby 
element to Last Midnight. So at the end of Last Midnight, instead of it being a big dramatic number, it was more of a lullaby to begin with, with the witch holding the baker's child. And it was quite menacing and quite evil, and Vanessa Williams did it very, very well. It received many Tony nominations, 10 to be precise, and the show would go on to win two for Best Musical Revival and its lighting by Brian McDevitt. However wonderful Laura Benanti might have been in this production, she did not have a very good time because she was treated extremely poorly by the production team and lots of people involved. And she did an Instagram post about this about a year and a half ago and I thought I'd read it to you because it conveys this story better than I ever could. When I was 22 years old, I broke my neck. I was in a Broadway show that required two pratfalls, one from a moving staircase, eight times a week. I was not an acrobat. I was not even a dancer. I was a 22-year-old girl who didn't know how to say, this doesn't feel safe to me. I was a good girl, a nice girl. I wanted to be liked, so I did it. For months and months, I cracked a rib, I sprained a wrist, and then I finally broke my neck. I was sent by the producers to their doctor who told me I had herniated discs and should do physical therapy. I did that three times a week for months. It got worse. I finally had to leave the show. This was before social media, so when the rumours swirled, perpetuated by many involved with the production, that I was just difficult or lazy or didn't want to show up to work, I had no recourse. I began rehearsals for nine in a neck brace, thinking if I didn't have to throw myself to the ground for 16 times a week, I could do the show. I couldn't. I lay on the ground completely unable to fill my body. I went to a surgeon who told me to do surgery immediately or I would be paralysed. I did it. I went back into nine three weeks later because I'm a good girl, a nice girl, a girl who wanted to be loved. I still hurt every single day. I went back to the doctor. He told me I was fixed and my pain was a mental health issue. I believed him because I'm a nice girl and he saved my life. I lived in intense pain every single day for seven years. I missed shows, perpetuating the idea that I was weak or problematic. I finally went to a different surgeon who told me that not only did the first surgery not fix me, but it made me worse. It cracked my vertebrae more and I required a second, incredibly invasive surgery that required months of recovery at my parents' home. I lost a lot of my hair from the anaesthesia. I have rarely spoken about this so directly, devoid of the humour required to make people feel comfortable. I wake up every day with pain, and today I woke up angry because I'm not a nice girl anymore. I'm a grown-ass woman. I really do think that's an incredible and horrific story, really, and it's very brave of Laura Benanti to speak about it because she was treated so horrifically by the production team and so many people involved, and I think that just makes, makes me extremely sad that she was in that position and that she got so poorly and it took so long for her to get better and she's still struggling from it to this day so yes it's all well and good me highlighting the wonderful into the woods but I think it's important to see the sides of Broadway that maybe not very many people know about and the things that people should know more about the second Broadway revival of into the woods stemmed from a New York City Centre Encores production from this year from 2022 it starred Neil Patrick Harris Sarah Bareilles Heather Headley Julia Lester Dene Benton Gavin Creel Annie Golden and Harada it was really a star-studded cast 
and it was glorious. It played for two weeks over the summer and people absolutely loved it. It got rave reviews night after night after night. Um, much like most Encore's productions, it wasn't just to stand there and read the score from the book. It was staged, it had props, it had costumes, it had elements of set. It had everything you could want from a two-week concert production. Due to huge demands from audiences and the social media reaction, the show was announced to be transferring to the St. James's on Broadway for just an eight-week run, and it would close at the end of August, a nice short eight weeks, just so more people could see the show. And it had a quite a large number of cast changes when it transferred, including Patina Miller, Philippa Sue, Brian Darcy James, Joshua Henry and Nancy Opal all joining the cast and replacing other people. But oh my god, the success of this production has been insane. It has sold so, so well and it's been extended so many times. It's now running to January 8th, 2023. That's incredible that it's extended so much. It's had so many brilliant cast replacements, including Montego Glover, Sebastian Arcelis and his wife, Stephanie J. Block, Krista Rodriguez and Dene Benton, Cheyenne Jackson, Andy Carl and Harada. So people who were in the original Encore's production are now joining later on after they've finished previously contracted stuff. And it's just been an absolute smash hit. And I don't think anyone expected it to be such a smash hit and I really do hope that it has further life I hope it's been filmed they did do a cast recording which is just glorious and the orchestrations are wonderful and if you haven't listened to it yet I would suggest you go and do so but yeah I'm I've got everything crossed that this show has further life in it another question surrounds this production whether it will be eligible for the Tonys because obviously the original eight weeks it wouldn't have been but that cast did change a few times. So will the performers be able to be nominated? Will the show be able to be nominated for Best Musical Revival and all the elements within it? Who knows? We're not going to really know till next year. But I really, ho I really hope it's in with a chance. And yeah, everything crossed. So let's move on to the London productions. The original West End production opened in 1990 at the Phoenix Theatre, where it ran for only 197 performances. It starred Julia McKenzie as the witch, Ian Bartholomew as the baker, Imelda Staunton as the baker's wife and Nicholas Parsons as the narrator. Now not very many people know that Imelda Staunton was the original baker's wife in London and I think she was very good from the clips I've seen of her and from the cast recording. She was brilliant and obviously she's played lots of Sondheim roles in her career, Mrs Lovett in Sweeney Todd, Mama Rose in Gypsy, Sally in Follies, and she loves him and she loves his work. So, yeah, this is one of her first appearances in a Sondheim musical. And the show was nominated for seven Olivier's, and Imelda went on to win Best Actress in a Musical for playing the baker's wife, as did the director, Richard Jones, for its direction. The show had a much darker tone compared to the original Broadway production. It was not a replica production at all. It was completely different, different costumes, different set, different everything. And I think that's quite refreshing because nowadays, a lot of the time, when a show's been on Broadway or a show's been on the West End and it transfers either way, the production stays the same. Nothing changes. I think it's nice to have two different original productions which are completely original. 
The first London Revival was in 1998, so only eight years after the original West End production opened. And this was at the Donmar, and it was directed by John Crowley and designed by his brother, Bob Crowley, who I think designed the sets for Mary Poppins. And the cast was brilliant once again. There hasn't really been a bad cast for Into the Woods. It's one of those shows where you continually get the best people to do it because the best people do want to do it. So you had Claire Burr as the witch, Nick Holder as the baker, Sophie Thompson, yes, Emma Thompson's sister as the baker's wife, Jenna Russell as Cinderella, and Sheridan Smith as Little Red. So it was a really, really good cast. And obviously so many of them have gone on to do such great things, especially Sheridan Smith, who was very young at the time. She's probably one of the UK's most well-loved actresses. She's on every ITV drama going, literally. And Sophie Thompson would also win the Best Actress in a Musical Olivier, much like Imelda Staunton. So The Baker's Wife is obviously a role that you want to play if you want to win an Olivier. The next major London revival was Outdoors at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre in 2010. Now, this production was filmed for digital theatre, so it's available to watch. So if you haven't seen it, Go and have a watch, and if you have, you'll know why I love this production so much. It was so clever, the kind of scaffolding style set with all these staircases going right up into the trees in Regent's Park was just so magical and so glorious and worked so well. And the cast, of course, was phenomenal. You had Hannah Waddingham as the witch, Mark Hadfield as the baker, Jenna Russell as the baker's wife. Obviously, she'd previously played Cinderella back in 1998. You had Helen Dallimore as Cinderella. She was the original Glinda in the West End, opposite Idina Menzel. And Judy Dench was the voice of the giant. And the main change that this production made to the show was having the narrator played by a child. So it was a child lost in the woods and the story of all these characters was basically his toys and him playing. And I loved, loved, loved the fact they changed it so much and they could, that completely shifts the tone and the vision of the production. And it was a, such a clever idea that worked really well. Sondheim saw this production twice and he absolutely loved it. And I think that's such a seal of approval if the writer likes on time, loves your production so, so much that he's seen it twice. I mean, that that is quite impressive. Michael Xavier played Cinderella's Prince and The Wolf, and he was nominated for an Olivier for Best Supporting Actor. And the show itself won Best Musical Revival. And because of its big success here in the UK, it transferred to Central Park in 2012. And the cast was just as star-studded over there. You had Donna Murphy as the witch. You had Amy Adams as the baker's wife. Dennis O'Hare as the baker. Chip Zine, the original baker, as the mysterious man. Jesse Mueller as Cinderella. And Glenn Close as the voice of the giant. There's a whole bootleg of this production on YouTube. Just, just throwing it out there. So if you want to go and watch Donna Murphy be fantastic go and do so and it's also lovely to watch Amy Adams do something that isn't on film because I think she's a great musical theatre actress and I really really want her to do more I think there's many parts that she could play and maybe if there is ever any more Sondheim film adaptations I think she should probably be first in the running. Little fun fact for you, this production was meant to transfer to Broadway. The cast were in negotiations, it was meant to be happening but due to scheduling conflicts with the main cast it never came to fruition, which I think is really, really sad. There's been so many productions of Into the Woods 
Elsewhere, there was one at the Royal Opera House in 2007. You had the one at Hollywood Bowl a few years ago with Sutton Foster and Skylar Rustin and Cheyenne Jackson and Sierra Bogus and Shanice Williams and all these people. There's been so many regional productions that are fabulous. You have one at the Muni with Heather Headley as the witch and Rob McClure as the baker. I could go on and on and on, but if there's ever a production of Into the Woods going on near you, Go and see it, because every single one of these productions is always so different. This year, a brand new production has opened in the UK. It was originally meant to open in London at the Old Vic, directed by Terry Gilliam, but there was problems. There was issues between Terry and the staff at the Old Vic, and the production fell through. However, Bath Theatre Royal picked up this production and produced it this year. And from the photos and from reviews I've heard, it's a fantastic production. And all the, like, Rapunzel's Tower is made out of cans. It's made out of two cans, like a Heinz Beans can. And the giant, I think, is a doll. And uh, the tree where Cinderella's mother is meant to be buried is a flower pot. And I think it's meant to be like toys in a playroom kind of vibe. And a bit of a pop-up book kind of feel to the whole thing. And I was gutted I couldn't go and see it, but it's quite a long way from me. But Sondheim loved this production. He was heavily involved in this production. And obviously having this one and the Broadway revival running simultaneously, they were compared. But they're both, again, so different. Like with many productions of Into the Woods, there's so many different ways you can look at it and do it. So I think it's pointless comparing them. I am led to believe that this production will be opening in the West End early next year. I think in March and I think at a theatre which has got a show closing in it very, very soon. So watch this space because Into the Woods is probably going to be coming back to the West End. We can't talk about Into the Woods without talking about the film. The 2014 Disney movie starring the likes of Meryl Streep and James Corden and Emily Blunt. It was different from the musical and I love this film and I am a sucker for keeping musicals sacred, keeping the original material the same when it goes to the screen. And Into the Woods did not do that. It did cut a lot out. But then I was always thinking, it is a, basically a sung through piece and it's never going to work that well on film. It's never going to transfer as well. So you've got to make changes. And I think the changes they made were absolutely fine. And I think the cast was brilliant. I loved Emily Blunt as the baker's wife. I, I just, I absolutely loved her. And I, James Corden was okay in this film. I don't like him in a lot of things, but he was okay. Meryl Streep was a, a glamorous witch. And I think the production value and the production design really helped it because I just liked the look of it. And I think that was my main takeaway when I watched the film. But the film had been mooted about for years. Terry Gilliam himself was meant to direct the film in the 90s with Robin Williams as the baker and Emma Thompson as the baker's wife. Oh, just imagine. Just imagine that actually happening. That would have been amazing. But it's been in the process for years. There was another production in the early 90s which was meant to happen with Cher as the witch, Goldie Horn as the baker's wife, Danny DeVito as the giant, yes, the giant, and Steve Martin as the wolf. I just, I can't get my head around that. I want to see that now. 
I need to see that now. But then there was another version of the film possibly happening in the late 90s with Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan and Susan Sarandon. So it's kind of been battered about for years and it just never happened. The rights often fell through or Sondheim didn't like it or the director didn't like it or the screenplay wasn't right. So Disney then held a reading with Donna Murphy as the witch and Victoria Clark was involved and Megan Hilty was involved and Alison Janney was involved alongside some people who did end up being in the Disney film but just to see if the screenplay worked and once things were changed and once things were added or taken away the film was cast and it was filmed here in the UK for the majority of it and yeah the rest is history. The film was nominated for three Oscars for production design, costume design and for best supporting actress for Meryl Streep and it didn't go on to win any of them but hey Into the Woods is a three-time Oscar nominated musical now. And there you go, that was my whistle-stop tour of Into the Woods. I hope it was informative, I hope you learnt lots, and I hope even if you knew all this already, it was nice to hear it again, because I always think it's nice to look back on a production's history, because it's really important to see how much a show has developed, and where it's come from, and where it is now. And I think Into the Woods will continue to be produced year after year after year, especially after Sondheim's passing, which was almost a year ago now. I think it's important to keep his productions alive and produce them and reimagine them because I think that's what he would have wanted.